Hey guys, it's Steen. I just wanted to pop in here before we get started with the episode to deliver a little bit of a trigger warning. Um, we're talking about body image and uh, eating disorders in this episode. And so if that if those are topics you're a little sensitive about, please feel free to either skip this episode or um, set your boundary, know where you want to set your boundary so that way you can stop listening to the episode um, whenever, whenever you need to. Um, yeah. What's up, ladies and ladies, and welcome back to the State Your Business Podcast. I'm Kat, they, them. And I'm Steen, she, her. Welcome to the pod. What's the business today, Kat? Today, I want to talk a little bit about uh, our physical nature. <laughs> the physical side Let's of ourselves. Get physical, physical. Copyright strategy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to talk about maybe our health journeys, our relationship with food, exercise, and um, yeah, just touch on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You want me to start since yeah. it's my business? <laughs> yeah. You're stating the business. Okay. Well, I'll just give a little bit of background on my journey with I guess in a broader self, loving myself <laughs> and the physical is. side. Yeah. Um, so for any of the people who have known me for a very long time, I was a stick my entire life. I was a very average, like skinny little Asian kid who um, like never put on weight. I used to brag about how I could eat more than a teenage boy because oh, my yeah. metabolism, that was like such I a, that. I was so proud of that. Fact. And I did, yeah. like I could eat a ton and that was like middle school would happen. cat mm-hmm. like freshman cat and honestly it continued throughout high school like i don't ever remember being too conscious about my diet like i had ice cream and boba whatever whenever i wanted like i was never like trying to be skinny like to be honest for a long time like throughout high school yeah, honestly throughout most of college too i was like I, I always thought to myself like i'm very lucky to have a very positive like self image and like be mm-hmm. body positive for the most time or at least body neutral even though i didn't mm-hmm. have that language back then mm-hmm. um because i was never really concerned with my weight or mm-hmm. how i looked i never i didn't have the body dysmorphia that a lot of people do and mm-hmm. um yeah i always thought i was lucky mm-hmm. for having that um and then in college yeah i didn't gain the freshman 15 i gained like the sophomore 25 or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. it's around the time that i started dating my my partner <laughs> so <laughs> that healthy relationship the weight relationship weight the relationship weight tied with my body finally catching up with its age and mm-hmm. my metabolism mm-hmm. going to shit um yeah i gained like 25 pounds like very like noticeably heavier like um i would get comments a lot you know from typical filipino family members yeah oh wow like you've gained so much weight like yeah. um oh, it's basically like now. their version of a greeting yeah <laughs> commenting on your physical appearance yeah. absolutely and telling you to eat more at the same time <sighs> yep anyway <laughs> Uh, and then even like a friend that I had made in like another country um, on one of the, on those short term missionary trips that I did in my youth like commented damn like you got fat or something like that on Instagram photo once I remember this and I remember this in, this was on a photo that I felt really good in and I didn't think I looked like different at all so for them to post to write that I was like oh oh my god like am I fat like because honestly mm-hmm. and I think that's also why like I didn't start caring until much later because I didn't notice it. Because like I said, mm-hmm. I had a positive, 
like body image right. like I obviously noticed I put on weight due to the comments but like I didn't like hate how I looked or anything like that mm-hmm. um but yeah and then I started becoming more conscious of it and um yeah just really struggled with like wanting to lose weight and and wanting to be that tiny skinny person that I was for most of my life that was such a big part of my identity you know mm-hmm. um and it's as many people who have ever tried dieting <laughs> know it's not easy like mm-hmm. you I um even with like going to the gym consistently you know it was hard to keep it consistent and you're in college you know like what can you do this is like senior year that I was trying to be consistent and um it would just never stick and I would just and you know honestly it's hard for me to talk about it not like in oh it's hard for me to because I straight up like I, maybe I've mentioned this pod before, but I tend to, like, block out my <laughs> negative mm-hmm. memories. So I'm trying to, like, relay this to as accurately as possible, but I should have don't remember. And mm. I know that's because I blocked it out because I was really unhappy and I really hated how I looked. Mm. And, yeah, so it's hard for me to specifically talk about how I was feeling and, like, what led to these certain th- thought processes because it's <laughs> all blocked out. But I was just very unhappy and holding on to, like, clothes that would never fit me and I was never gonna lose enough weight to fit back into just because I'm a fucking adult person like who just doesn't have the body of a kid anymore Mm -hmm. um and so yeah I hold on to these things for so long and it wasn't until like yeah I guess you know the great reflection times pandemic (laughs) where I finally yeah actually it was 2020 during lockdown where I was like fuck it and I finally like got rid of a lot of the clothes that Mm -hmm. I knew I'd never fit into and I started buying clothes that actually like fit me Mm -hmm. and it was very exciting because you know number one it's good to have clothes that fit you Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and I was also you know just learning more about myself expressing myself in my style in different ways um hmm, where to go from here uh but basically that's when I decided to try to do better and start loving myself and it came less about like losing weight Mm -hmm. and more about just trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle Mm -hmm. and I think that started in 2020 but honestly like up until today, I'm still trying to learn that and incorporate it because after getting married, you know, I gained even more weight. And um, through the severe depression of 2021, 2022, <laughs> gained even more weight, you know. Sure, and yeah. um, and honestly, like the concern wasn't exercise. It was here and there when I like hated myself more and mm-hmm. or um, just, you know, like, yeah, it was harder on myself and wanting to be skinnier and whatnot. Um, yeah, but it wasn't until more recently I think end of last year maybe this year that I was like okay I'm exercising because it actually like feels good and Mm -hmm. I want to do it because I want to be healthier you know what it was actually it was Casey it was getting a dog I literally was like (laughs) I I remember you telling me yes I was like I want to be able to like keep up with my dog on hikes Mm -hmm. and like take her to all the places she wants to go and like run with her and so literally Casey was my motivation but and I also realized in you know John and I came to like a lot of realizations together and just you know working through our own physical fitness and mental health journeys together we were like okay we need to stop number one being so strict with ourselves and being like okay you have to achieve this goal do this thing and if you stop you're a failure it's that all or nothing mm-hmm. mindset I'm yeah and anyone who's listened to any like basic motivational like speaker like knows these things but putting them into practice I think is so different than you know what you know in your head and so yeah um instead of you know if I stop going to the gym for a day not beating myself up and thinking yeah. oh I broke my gym streak might as well just not go you know yeah. just going because it feels good mm-hmm. um and like you know just 
yeah, trying to make the choices that make you feel better. And the irritating thing about, like, exercise and stuff, because now I'm trying to make it, like, not about weight loss. I don't Mm -hmm. check my weight anymore on the scale. At least I try not to. Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't want it to be about reaching a specific number. I just want to be able to feel good and exercise without, like, losing my breath too quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, oh, dang, where was my thought going with this? Um, and so when it comes to going to the gym, it's it's really irritating because, you know, once you put that aside and you start leaning into how exercise makes you feel, it's really, it's irritating because, you know, it's it's something so simple, but when you stop doing it, and um, you get out of practice of it. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to go back into it because it yeah. it's effort, right? It's exercise. It takes work. But then you get done with the workout. You're like, oh, shit, I feel good. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're like, like, I'm better off than I was before. Yes. Like mm-hmm. anytime, anytime we work out, John and I, we ha- are in better moods. Mm-hmm. We uh, feel better mentally. Mm-hmm. We're able to like manage our emotions better, manage yeah. our um, just our days better. And it just... It's like it's so dumb how something so simple should uh, that should be easier isn't because we're in a capitalist society that does not allow time to do things like labor <laughs> as our ancestors did, mm-hmm. um, who literally worked their move their bodies for a living. Right, because everything living. was manual labor. Exactly, then. and we still have those same bodies even though we're in a different society now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's frustrating how easy it is to fall off of something when it you know how good it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. Um, yeah, I've rambled for a long while now, but I think that was the main point I wanted to bring up in this. So that's why I wanted to state the businesses. Um, yeah, my main business was, God, it sucks to exercise, but God, it's so easy and it feels good once you do it, but yeah. it's so hard to get there. Mm-hmm. I think, too, with exercise, there's maybe this, like, expectation we place on ourselves. Who knows where we're getting it from? Maybe we're getting it from, like, social media or influencers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe there's this, like, under like there's this expectation that like exercise has to be a certain thing and done a certain way so true and if you're not the type of person that enjoys that thing you're like oh well I don't like exercise but depending on who you are literally exercise is just being able to give your physical body the care it needs Mm -hmm. by moving it by doing making it do the thing it was meant to do yeah um and just do it in a way that makes makes you happy. I think, totally. too, like, the mental part of it is very much, like, our minds are always looking for the path of least resistance mm-hmm. and, effic- like, efficient ways of doing things. And quite honestly, putting your body through labor, giving yourself a, a type of struggle, there's that, like, that's why they talk so much about mind-body connection, mm, where... Yeah. You know, one side of your brain is like, I know this is good for me, and this is something your body wants. Like, I know, for example, when my body aches, it's likely because I haven't been giving it the care it needs. Mm. I haven't, like, when when my lower back hurts, I'm like, oh, I haven't actually been decompressing my spine, or I haven't actually, like, gone on a walk, or I don't go on walks enough. And it's like, my mind is like, yeah, but... And then it comes up, like, my mind comes up with all these excuses, Mm -hmm. and whatever and it's just getting like like you were saying I feel like when you reach that point where your mind is also able to keep up with or meet your body in terms of like needs and like health mm-hmm. that's peak right yeah. but with exercise you really only reach that point when you're consistent mm-hmm. because 
getting that momentum going is really what helps you what helps you to kind of like get over that hump of Ugh. yeah exercise a hundred percent and I really like how you put that because it is like it doesn't it, it I feel like that's the thing that's is such the of such a big mental hurdle is what our idea of exercise should be like mm-hmm. oh these people with these sports influencers who are doing these crazy long workouts mm-hmm. and and oh if you're not doing that then what's what's the point of it mm-hmm. it's like no but it's it, it's as simple as taking a walk going mm-hmm. on a hike mm-hmm. like honestly my like you said, you know, because you have to build that momentum on the days where I don't want to go to the gym. I'm just like, just go walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. all you have to do. But at least right. you're still keeping your body in that practice of going to this place, moving. Um, and like you said, like honoring your body in that way, because mm-hmm. we like yeah. it was it mm-hmm. genetically, biologically, <laughs> like we're it, it's supposed to be. And right. within whatever, you know, physical capabilities mm-hmm. you have, you know, yeah. Um, honoring it in the way that yeah makes it feel good i I mean we can get hella meta with this and just be like well now more than ever we don't have to be like our ancestors and we're not like our ancestors because we're not fighting for those basic survival needs Mm. like they are and so like obviously our struggles and what we deal with on a day-to-day basis are different but you're so right with what you said earlier we still have these bodies that need to function that need to be taken care of and I'm not saying all this either as if, like, I'm, like, exercise. I've really been out of practice. I think some part of me still holds on to, like, my 27, 20, not 27, my 2017, 2019 self that mm. was exercising really regularly, weightlifting. I, I really like weightlifting, and I would love to get back into that. Yeah. Um, but, like, for a long time, I was always talking about myself as if that was like a big part of my personality Mm. but I wasn't doing it anymore and so Mm. and then I would feel a lot of guilt for not being that person that I say I identify with and yeah I don't know I I I forgot where I was going with that I wasn't going anywhere (laughs) with that but like yeah it's just it's so interesting and I also really like the point that you made that you're like you want to at least be able to take your dog Casey Mm -hmm. out and do the things that Casey wants to do and keep up with Casey and I feel that way about Molly like literally there are some days there are some days where I'm just like ugh, it's just easier to like stay at home but I know Molly has been cooped up at home she asks for a lot actually but you know really she I don't give her I don't have to give her much yeah right like she doesn't need four hours to be outside (laughs) but most of my day is spent doing my thing I always I break it down to like why can't I give her like 30 minutes of what she loves most totally outside and it's such a small like sacrifice on my end that ends up being really good for like the both of us Mm -hmm. um yeah Super interesting. We're just... Bodies. We just love our dogs so much. <laughs> we love our dogs. We do everything for our dogs. <laughs> but it's good because it is keeping us motivated. And, you know, to your point about, you know, how you said it was part of your identity because you do, like, weightlifting and stuff, I don't think there's any strict requirement on what you can call yourself even if you're not practicing something actively. And I know, you know, it's 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 your own... I mean- I can't call myself a weightlifter. But like it (laughs) but it's always something you can get back into. You know, it's kinda like what I was talking about earlier about how Mm -hmm. like setting those mental blocks of I am or am not something. Perfectionistic tendencies on top of that too. Yes. Death Death to anything you're trying to do. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just trying to get out of that all or nothing mentality. And I think 
Oh, yeah. And that was something I wanted to touch on, too, where you were talking about in your journey, you were like trying to make yourself do these things, but they always ended up being unsuccessful, like Mm, dieting or like, you know, um, trying to make your body fit into these clothes that didn't fit you. And I think like I was while you were like talking about that, I was just thinking to myself, you know, real you start to see real change and real change really only real change really only comes (laughs) (laughs) when when there's acceptance mm-hmm. and when you're actually able to like cultivate that like self-love yeah. because because there are things that you can do and you can make yourself do and sure it becomes a habit sure you become disciplined mm-hmm. but like then you have to ask yourself what's the quality of my life mm-hmm. like what's my what's my mental how's my mental and emotional health doing by making myself do these things again like i was talking about like with, like, you know, people who say they don't like exercising just because yeah. they, they just haven't found a way to do it for them. I think, too, like, when you're able to take those baby steps to say, like, I'm going to be gentle with myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, like, it's not a big deal if I don't do this every day. It's not a big deal if I, like, mess up and I didn't end up doing what I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I can start over again tomorrow. Exactly. And I think growing up, too, again, with the perfectionistic tendencies, growing up, it's kind of like, it's very, it's very, like, outcome and, like, past-oriented, and that kind of thinking is very unforgiving. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if you're looking forward and you're saying, like, oh, well, tomorrow's another opportunity, then you're, then that's where, like, progress can actually take place, because 100%. you're not punishing yourself for, like, you know. Also, to the point you made about, like, hoarding clothes that didn't fit you because you're like, I'm going to fit into them. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because, like, with my, like, desire to start to sew clothes, I'm looking at all these other people who sew their own clothes, mm-hmm. right? And they're, like, all these people are different sizes. No one is, like, model, like, sticks yeah. thin or skinny or whatever. Sample size. But all their clothes look so good on them because they tailor it to their body. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. Like... Before, people used to have clothes made specifically to their measurements, and now we just go into a store and buy a small, medium, large, extra large, and, like, we expect to look great in these clothes that are literally not made for... Yes. And so there's a point to that, too, I think, when you are discovering your style, figuring out more, like, in line, like, with who you are and what you like, I think when you begin to buy clothes that fit your body, mm-hmm. your self-acceptance and self-love tends to go up because you're like, what the hell? No matter what the label says, I look good in this, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And just off topic really quick, I had to say this is, I think it's amazing that I monologued basically for 10 minutes and you were able to remember so many of the <laughs> points that you wanted because, and I'm looking at scene right now, no notes. She doesn't take any notes. <laughs> When this happens other times in the pod, I'm usually, like, typing furiously on my phone when she's saying something so I can remember my points. <laughs> That's very impressive. Sorry. Back on topic. <laughs> it's an ADHD brain hyper-focusing. I know. <laughs> I, I'm, like, invested in this topic. I love this topic because I, I think, for me, my own self-journey is kind of very, like, it's very much still in the works. I think mine is less, like, movement. I, I struggle less with, like, movement and like getting myself to move um 
And I struggle more with, like, my eating habits. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about, like, the physical aspects of, like, our body and our journeys with, like, our body and, like, you know, loving and doing good for ourselves, Mm -hmm. to ourselves, um, mine is more food-oriented, and we can Mm -hmm. get into that later. But, yeah, I... I don't know. There was a point in my life where I wanted to be, like, a nutritionist, and I wanted to yeah. be, like, a yoga instructor. I wanted to do something with, like, moving the body. I just like the human body in general, and I'm fascinated by it. And I think, too, like, it's, there's so many people, myself included, we, like, beat ourselves up for, like, what? When we can be so much more productive and just, like, able to tap into the fullness of, like, our being and who we are, like, when we just finally come to a place of, like, I'm going to be nice to myself. Yeah. And it is definitely hard when you, like, set that goal and it's, like, this big overarch, looming overarching yeah. thing. But, like, like you were saying, it's as small as being able to say, like, ah, oh, messed up today. Well, I can try again tomorrow. Yes. Without being, like, oh, you dumb bitch. Like, how dare <laughs> Which is what I used to do. Like, yeah. I literally would berate myself. Mm-hmm. But like you said earlier, um, I really liked what you said about discipline. It's like, you, if you're all disciplined, some people can rock that and, and be motivated. I don't believe it. I think there's something else going on up there. Mm-hmm. But all discipline with no love is not sustainable. Like, you're not no. going to be able to maintain yeah. that. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it doesn't have to be. And, and, and the, Actually, what I wanted to say was, um, it's hard, though, because everything that we're saying, right, is stuff... Like, I told you, I only really started to, like, be okay and change my attitude towards, like, weight loss and being healthy and and what just honoring my body looked like when I got my dog. Even though for years, like I said, this started in college, like, 2018, I had been listening to podcasts like you and I, reading books, like, oh, be body neutral, you don't have to be body neutral, but it's not until you reach that certain point for yourself where it, it, like, it clicks for yourself, Mm -hmm. which fucking sucks, because, Mm -hmm. like, having gone through a journey like that, like, you just want to prevent other people from it, and like, here, these are the things you need to know, but you can hear it all you want, and it's not until... Yeah. It clicks in for some reason on your own end. But you, I guess you just have to not stop trying. <laughs> like, surrounding yourself with that kind of, like, positive sure things. Because, yeah, it takes a lot to put into practice. It takes a lot. And I, I think, too, there's, like, yeah. real like That's why anything that, it, that lasts for a long time, any change, any real change that needs to be made... It really only happens when the person who's trying to implement that change yeah. actually, one, comes to acceptance mm-hmm. of, like, what the situation is and the reality of it, and then, like, begin to, like, move on from there. That's yes. That's why I feel like you're telling... That's why I hate telling other people what to do. <laughs> I mean, basic calm theory. Shout out Professor O. Great professor. Best interpersonal communication. I was a comms major, if you didn't know that. Um, but one very basic tenet of communication, like one basic communication theory. I don't know the name of it, so oops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, like you can say what, anything you want to change someone's mind unless mm-hmm. they're within the threshold of willing to hear you mm-hmm. out. It doesn't matter. So if you look at like, mm-hmm. if you imagine a ruler, right? And then the middle mm-hmm. is neutral and then you're all the way on one end and on the other end, like you'll never be able to budge a person into mm-hmm. a different opinion mm-hmm. unless they're already willing to like hear it mm-hmm. and, and you yeah. just don't know like only that person knows mm-hmm. so oh my gosh i just took like a little module for my um, medical assisting recertification credit 
um, about health. It was more like in terms of like health coaching mm-hmm. and helping patients. Like it, it basically like getting patients to understand the um, importance of changing a lifestyle habit mm. for something healthier. It involves like five different stages. Mm-hmm. And the first stage is ultimately the step that the patient will need to take. And it's like yeah. the first stage is ambivalence where the patient is presented with a problem and they either don't believe in it or they're in like denial about it mm-hmm. or they're just like, it's too much to try to change. I'm not interested. Yeah. And then really they are the only ones that can get themselves out of that. Mm-hmm to begin to question or even consider. So, like, the second stage is even considering, Mm -hmm. like, making that change. Like, is this change possible? Um, And, yeah, they have to get there on their own because, like you said, no matter what you say, what an external person says, it really doesn't matter. You can get, you can say, someone else can say something to get the behavior to change. Mm Mm-hmm. It's if it's only surface level, if it's only behavioral, right? Then you're gonna get slip ups. The, mm-hmm. the internal motivation is just not there. Yeah, it's not a permanent change because yeah, it's not intrinsic. Yeah. Damn, something something ineffectiveness of proselytizing. <laughs> <laughs> we always bring it back to that <laughs> on this. I almost said on this Thank channel <laughs> on this pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I did touch on like my relationship yeah. with like food and how it's affected my body and it's definitely something I'm still kind of figuring out learning how to love myself so very much like an active process Mm -hmm. um I (laughs) I don't eat well when I'm by myself Mm. so you need accountability (laughs) I need accountability or I just need someone to eat with because one it's so expensive and so time consuming to make a meal for one person totally and I hate leftovers. I like yeah. meals new, hot, and ready. <laughs> oh. And she so, really does hate leftovers. It's, like, annoying, actually. I know. <laughs> Maybe something about, like, growing up eating leftovers all the time. It's so um, funny, because I love leftovers. I know, like, so many things from our childhood, we split but <laughs> opposite ways in how we view. <laughs> it's really, like, I really think the psychology of, like, sibling relationships is so interesting, because you have two people... In growing up in the same household, but yeah. growing up in completely different households, yeah, in terms of perception. This sewed makes me want to go back to school. I'm not gonna lie, oh I want to study things now. Oh <laughs> okay, wait, get back on track though. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I have a very tenuous relationship with food. It's not that I'm like I don't like food. I really do enjoy eating. Mm-hmm. I enjoy food, but really, I think my desire to ever eat is very emotionally tied. Mm, yeah. So, like, I can go a whole day without eating anything if I feel neutral to it. If I'm just like, oh, I have a lot of things I want to do. It's mm-hmm. too much work to make food right now. I just won't eat, or I'll snack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. But I noticed for myself, I I have very, um, I, I guess, what's the word? I, I have some, some degree of, like, body dysmorphia, if mm. I'm going to, like, mm-hmm. be honest. Like, there are times where I look at myself in the mirror and I'm just like, this, I'm not happy with this mm-hmm. when I know I'm a perfectly, like, healthy and, like, pretty average, like, human being mm-hmm. for, like, my height my weight my age yeah all that stuff like very like 
healthy, average, mm-hmm. normal. But there are times where I look at my body and I'm just like, I'm not happy with her. And for me, it's never, it's never, I need to work out more. Mm-hmm. My thoughts are always like, what have I been eating? Mm-hmm. And so kind of like going back in the past, I think I started noticing it when when I was dating my first boyfriend and everyone in his family was a stick. Mm-hmm. Sticks. And they ate like all these like, you know, salads and whole healthy meals. And I was definitely way more insecure then. And so like, you know, my my very first boyfriend, real boyfriend, was just like a very personable kind of guy and, you know, had a lot of friends that are girls. And so like, I was like, how, like, all these friends that he's with, like, he's around his family, they all look a certain way. Mm -hmm. To be fair, another way that they all look the same was because they were all white. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, uh, I think that's not, I've never really been disordered about eating. Like, I've always eaten when I needed to. I could never, like, not eat. Mm -hmm. Also, this episode should come with a warning. Yeah. (laughs) We should write it in the captions. We'll put it in the yeah. beginning, yeah. But um, I do, if I'm going to be completely transparent, I do sometimes have disordered thoughts mm-hmm. about, like, eating. And I think a lot of it has to come, it came from comparing myself to other people for a long time. People that I, like, could never even be like because yeah. they were a completely different, different race. Yeah. <laughs> Different build, different yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, I feel like generally people, white people or people of European descent have shorter torso, torsos, longer legs, at least in my experience, like, would be wrong. And then, like, people of Asian descent have pretty equal, like, torso to mm-hmm. leg. Right? And, and, like, so all this is stuff, like, I'm becoming more and more aware of. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, and in the back of my head, I was like, this is crazy. I know I could never, like, look like that. Yeah. But is there a way that I could trick other people in, into thinking I look like that? You know, or just, like, be more desirable in that way? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think my relationship to food is still very, like, it's very dependent, I think, on making sure that I'm surrounding myself with people that also, like, like to eat Mm -hmm. um but then also not being angry with myself when I feel like I've had too much yeah because I I definitely like especially when I realize like I haven't been eating a ton and one of my biggest enemies is the scale Mm -hmm. (laughs) God knows this because I used to weigh myself incessantly and when I was weightlifting actually I didn't care Mm. because when you're building muscle muscle is denser than fat and so you're supposed, you, you naturally you're are going to be heavier, on the scale. even though you look yeah. slimmer. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I liked working out too. Anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I like would, when I stopped working out, um, I would still be weighing myself and, um, it was, it was pretty bad. And then I think when I was in my depressive, like post breakup time, mm-hmm. I would like see my weight on the scale and I'd be like, oh my God, like. This means I, I shouldn't eat or whatever. Yeah. I end up eating. But, um, yeah. So, anyway, where's the light at the end of the tunnel? Where do I, how do I make it so no one's that concerned about me? Everyone's writing in, Christine. <laughs> They're like, Christine, eat a cookie. Um, love cookies. Like I said, I don't have... I think 
ooh, ooh. One thing I wanted to talk about was I think what I've realized, too, is when I eat, when I don't eat, I binge eat. Mm. When I finally reach that, like when I'm alone, when I finally reach that threshold, I eat so much mm. that I hate how I feel afterward. Yeah. But I've never, I'm, guys, I'm, I've never, like, thrown up or anything. I also, thank God, I, thank God I hate throwing up. But, like, um, personally, for me. Um, but... Yeah, anyway, still very much in the works. Oops, I feel like I've said too much in this episode, and there's really no resolution. Oh <laughs> it's my okay, god. Because, <laughs> like we said in the meeting, this is us shooting the shit. This oh, is no. just us chatting. There's no resolution in real life. There I'm very proud it. of you for being so honest It's and vulnerable. It's scary. Uh, but also, like, you know, the, even though we only have like five listeners, I don't think we're alone in how we think no, and how I, we do yeah. things, you know? I think it's very, it's unfortunately. Yeah too common especially because i mean you said your age and when you grew up we grew up in the 2000s where everything was so terrible it when it came it was a horrible time it wasn't just weird it was toxic time like mm. so many people have like disordered eating disordered people thoughts wonder why millennials are fucked up literally but like <laughs> the media we fucking grew up with as kids was oh, yeah. so bad like we talked about influencers today and how they have negative effects but mm-hmm. every magazine and every grocery store mm-hmm. every celebrity we ever saw was like six six ways to drop 25 exactly pounds two <laughs> yes two and, weeks and john and i actually recently were talking about how you know this didn't just affect us it affected our moms a lot oh yeah you know yeah, mom was also... Vi- Remember when mom made good food growing up and then we got older and then mom started making... Her healthy face. Food. Yeah, exactly. Because of, again, all this media, all like, like both John's mom and our mom, um, like got like, not Weight Watcher catalogs, but do you remember that one yes. other one? I, maybe it was Weight Watchers, but yeah, these little yes. booklets that would come in and mm-hmm. things like that and how like their views of food, like also affected like our views of food and things mm-hmm. like that and um yeah it's like the world said here i go i'm gonna better i'm gonna rant about capitalism again but the world really set us up for failure <laughs> because number one like all of that bullshit and also like you know when you're too trained from doing everything else like it's hard to make these healthy choices and do the right. things that honor you your body you just want someone to tell you what to do and take like the guesswork out which right. i guess is why like dieting trends caught on so yeah because it's just easy to just follow whatever is told and everyone's promising all these instant amazing results that you will for sure get if you just Mm -hmm. follow this Mm -hmm. five-step plan but it's it's not realistic because you know you touched on it everybody's different just race age like um what that's it race and age (laughs) (laughs) genetics you know like it doesn't even have to be race even within exactly and so yeah it's just finding those small ways to keep honoring your body and, and making the right choice when it's hard i mean it's it's never going to be perfect like you and i, I also don't said. know what like the school curriculum is like in terms of like nutrition or like home ec or whatever yeah, we never really get taught nutrition i feel no because that actually school lunches are shit and they don't want us to know that they're well famous. yeah if you're in the public school system like oh yeah we grew yeah. up in the public we're public schoolers <laughs> anyway um no actually what brought that to mind is like recently i was with a friend and she's trying to like lose weight for like this wedding she has upcoming Mm. and so she was like oh like i can't have avocado that has fat in it and Mm. like that comment is in and of itself is 
innocent enough and I feel like a lot of people still when they hear the word fat it's very negative yeah and it just made me think like how crazy it is she's like probably my age or older how crazy it is that like there is still inadequate education totally about like nourishment Mm -hmm. and like I said my eating is not perfect I have problems I have issues with like feeding my (laughs) feeding myself just more like actually feeding myself mm-hmm. um but like when i do eat i do want to make everything count yeah you know and so like yeah it's just crazy that still people shy away from like certain categories of food mm-hmm. or whatever because it's labeled as bad yeah instead of i think and i do think this is gaining more traction you're simply seeing food as something neutral yes and like how you what you do with it how you treat it it that's what actually makes it either useful for your body Mm -hmm. or not very useful but can taste very good yeah and you know it just it really is about like how you are what you're trying to accomplish and how you're going about that that's important And I think at the end of the day, one thing that I really like about the influencers, the nutrition influencers, I'm seeing more and more on Instagram who are doing the good work because their main thing has always been like, like nothing, like the most important thing is that you eat, that you give your body the fuel it needs. This whole restrictive thing is so... Exactly. Thousands. (laughs) And I I follow, I don't follow actually because I'm not on Instagram anymore, but there's this really great um, Philippine, uh, Filipino uh, nutritionist. I'll send them to you because they're so cool. Um, And they talk about how, you know, sometimes you don't have any other options than like fast food because Mm -hmm. that's what's realistic in this world. Like all the things online that are so, oh, be health conscious, they're not realistic for the working class. And so, Food deserts. Exactly. And so her thing is all like, you just, you you get what you need to, so you can feed yourself and survive. And like, if you want to make it quote unquote healthier, just like add a veggie or something. Like you don't have to go out of your way to try to do this whole extravagant, healthy meal with quinoa and stuff. You do what you can. And what you do is you honor your body by like fueling it and eating it mm-hmm. and if you want to do anything like just add like extra lettuce extra carrots or you capitalism know? says get a better job that pays you more and, oh then, you can afford- <laughs> and then you can afford whole foods <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but yeah just making sure yeah it's just and like i haven't even touched on my relationship with food which mm-hmm. i don't think is as uh it's very different from yours for sure because um <laughs> i mean look i'm just kidding <laughs> I know, I know. It's hard, though, because, yeah, we're talking about how we've come a long way. I'm proud of both of us because we have come a long way. But, like, like you said, like, we're not perfect. And there's sometimes little things that'll just, like, eh, like, sometimes I have friends who, like, make reference to, like, me in the past, like, in college. And they'll say, like, oh, yeah, like, they were really skinny back then or something. Or they looked super different. Not in those exact words. But, like, those instances just stick in my mind and, like, punch me in the throat when anyone like references how small I was before and Mm -hmm. it's like and it just like starts up the negative like wanting to hate myself and stuff but like but most days I am someone who is just Mm -hmm. like hey like like I'm gonna eat and 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 I've gotten better the older I've gotten Mm -hmm. about eating and stopping when I actually feel full listening Mm -hmm. to my body Mm -hmm. I think healing in general like you know we've talked about the growth the change we've gone through Mm -hmm. healing my mind body and soul (laughs) in general, has helped me be able to listen to my body a little more, yeah. tap into my intuition, like, not just mentally, but also when it comes to, like, fueling myself and, yeah. and eating what makes me feel good and, and realizing, oh, that didn't make me feel good. I'm not going to 
like fucking punish myself and yeah. do it again you know yeah. and also like the company you keep is so important too mm-hmm. like if you obviously right like if you surround yourself with people who are constantly commenting on like your weight or commenting on your like eating habits or like pushing that will significantly affect everything every the way you see yourself and how you go about trying to accomplish any change you want to make and i say this because like also shout out to my relationship now but like (laughs) i'm in a very like supportive secure relationship where i feel like he gets that and I feel like everyone should get it. It's like, you, there are some people, sure, in this world that love, like, that tough love thing. They're mm-hmm. motivated by it. It really gets them going. Um, but for me, as a person, for me, <laughs> for me, <laughs> as a person, <laughs> I'm very much like, joke. be nice to me. Because yeah. I'm the meanest person. I should be yeah. the meanest person to myself. Totally. So, like, let me figure shit out on my own time. But, like, just be nice to me yeah and i say that because in my last relationship he was very much of like a a tough love kind of (laughs) guy i'm rolling my eyes so hard i know but he was very much like you need to work out you need to work out you're gonna get fat and then he would follow it up with like well me too i'm saying it's his own insecurities he's projecting really out he was so anyway so yeah and and then like also when we do work it it was very guilt driven it was like oh do you Mm. know which is again all discipline no love it's not sustainable it's not and then that's when i felt like trapped to like perform and then that's Mm -hmm. when i felt like my relationship was very conditional and that's when i was getting stressed and that's when i was like being meaner to myself because I wasn't actually able to accomplish the things that I wanted to um because it wasn't coming from myself you know um and so yeah all that to say too like the people like you and John have been rock stars like when I was in my (laughs) depression phase these two made sure I ate (laughs) yeah they were like did you eat today (laughs) have dinner with us (laughs) even if it's just a bite just Uh put yeah. Something in there. <laughs> yeah, and and like my now boyfriend likes food and good food and cooking so much that like he invented a kitchen for cars. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, kitchen for cars. <sighs> yeah. It really yeah, it's 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 a, it's important to have that support system, you for know. Sure. Like yeah, he's good. Our partners are good. Yeah. Um whoa speaking of food it's dinner time (laughs) okay guys well thanks for tuning in let us know what you think this was a a little heavy and uh we definitely will put a trigger warning in the beginning so if you didn't listen to this so that's okay because it's not for everyone and not everyone Mm -hmm. like everyone's in their own place in their journeys and we wish you well we wish you good nutrition and body honoring and i don't know why in whatever way you You want to yeah and can yeah yeah All right. Bye. Bye.